0: Hey, it's the House Maven. Are you on Clubhouse? I just started a new club, surprisingly called Talking Home Renovations, and I'm going to have a room every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, where we can talk live. So join the club and join me on Saturdays. I can't wait. Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect, I work in Eastern Massachusetts and I started this podcast as a way for my clients to get an idea of what might be going into their home renovation. And since then it's grown to people all over who are listening to stories of people's renovations and to experts and other architects, contractors, all with tips on what you can learn from their experience for your home renovation. This week I am talking to Jake Krakowski. Many of you might remember him from the driveway episode this summer. Jake's a landscape architect and a residential designer who's had a lot of information for homeowners out there about how to hire and work with design professionals. So I asked him to come on and share that information with you. And so here's our conversation. The lady that we did the sidewalk, I mean the driveway episode for she liked it mm-hmm. found it helpful great so yeah there you go what'd she pick i don't know i don't know what she oh. picked <laughs> i know i should write back to her and say so if you decided yet i mean she should have picked what we told her to pick obviously
1: right cobblestones
0: <laughs> all right yeah it was all permeable pavers or was it permeable paper? no it wasn't it was um some kind of pavers going up the hill in strips
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Drive strips and pavers.
0: Yeah, that was a nice choice. That works. Yep. Thank you for coming back on the show, Jake.
1: Certainly. Glad to be here.
0: I'm pretty excited to talk about um, what I think is kind of one of your expertises, right? So, as it, you have a YouTube channel kind of devoted to this, mm-hmm. which is how to find and hire designers and architects and those types of people.
1: Right. Right. Educating homeowners on, on the process, start to finish, because it's, it's often a a mystery (laughs) to some, not, not, not only what we do, but how to, how to find us, how to hire us, what, how to interview and and vet people so that they've, they're selecting the right architect for their, for their project.
0: Perfect. So where do they start?
1: To start, you, you, you obviously have to find them. Probably the most common way is, is phone a friend ask your neighbor right you you ask for referrals from people you know that's that's always a good way to start in a neighborhood setting it's easy to to see folks whether you're walking the dog or or just in passing or you've got friends it's it's easy to ask there there might be a few degrees of separation but usually within a few recommendations you you can get to a you could arrive at, at a design professional potentially to hire and kind of similar to that would be online sources online neighbors so to speak whether that's local Facebook groups or um, sites like Nextdoor.com, which are they're real locally focused, and you can often ask for recommendations there. There's both a Nextdoor site and a Facebook group for my specific little neighborhood, um, which is only a tiny fraction of my zip code here. So you, it's out there online. If if you're in a neighborhood, it's, there's most likely an online uh, forum for that. That's a great place to ask for referrals as well. Okay. and then. Kind Of branching out from there, you're, you're going out to the internet at large. One place to go would be AIA.org or ASLA.org if you're looking for a landscape architect. Um, you can search directly for design firms on those websites. Those are direct, those are directories, uh, listings.
0: So AIA, just in case people don't know about it, it stands hmm. for. <laughs>
1: The American Institute of Architects. All thank right. you so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the American Society of Landscape Architects. Those are our our national organizations.
0: Right. Which, by the way, uh, I just want to say, is just a membership only. It's not like all architects are listed, or all correct. landscape architects are listed. Okay.
1: Just that is correct. That's correct. That you out. need to submit. Mm-hmm. I needed to submit my my business uh, to to be listed. So. Right. That's true. You you won't necessarily get everyone in 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 the Google sphere on those sites, but right. it, it is a place to look.
0: It's definitely a place to look, yeah. I just like, I am a lapsed AIA member, for example. So although mm-hmm. I am an architect, I am not an AIA because it's a voluntary membership. That's right. Right, As opposed to MD for doctor. I just think people think that AIA is the architect letter. What do you, what would you call that? Right. The architect suffix, I guess.
1: Suffix, designation, what yeah. have you. You know, that's, that is a great point. Cause ASLA is, I, I choose to keep mine because I actually have to have it to speak at, at conventions and conferences. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's honestly the reason I keep it. Okay. Um, uh, n- not, not to be listed. Most people, 99% of people don't know that ASLA.org is even, it even exists. They go to Google. Mm. I get 50, I think it's about 55%. If I, when I went through my 2020 leads, 55% of my leads came from Google searches.
0: Wow. So how many of those leads turned into jobs? I mean, I'm just wondering if I people who s- do internet searches if those are less likely to turn into real jobs than referrals.
1: Mm, that's a great question. I I think it's slightly less, but certainly in the majority of folks that found me. You know, I was able to to work with. You know, maybe call it 60 40. Not not as quote unquote slam dunk as a as a direct referral from a from a past client or from a neighbor, certainly. But having an online Presence is. I, I think most homeowners expect some sort of online presence. You don't have to be the top three on Google, but I think most homeowners they want to see some sort of basic website. Uh, if not an Instagram or a Facebook listing, that's going to be that. That's going to be next on the list. Outside of Google search, is is going to a place like YouTube, like I'm on, or Facebook or Instagram or, gosh, there's architects on TikTok now. Um, <laughs> That's true. Believe it or not.
0: Believe it or Believe not. Believe it or not. Yep. yeah. So I have a, I've, have, I haven't done it in a long time, but I have some TikToks out there. Oh, yeah. I know you're ahead of me. Well, that's one. I, I did it for a while, and I just, just kind of stopped.
1: I really gravitated to YouTube because it was a longer form, and I, I like to teach, so these five and ten minute segments. Just kind of suited me.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense. My,
1: my style. Yeah. So yeah,
0: now they're very helpful too, and they're not very—they're longer content, but they're not super long content, so it's accessible. No,
1: these be. aren't these aren't one-hour videos.
0: Yeah, by any means. Nope.
1: You don't need a notebook and a pen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, you've got you've got offline referrals, you've got online uh, search engines and referrals, so to speak. Those are that's where you, that's where you find them overall. Um, another good listing, especially in the residential. Sector like we are is house.com, H O U Z Z.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For better or for worse. Yep. It's, it's,
0: no, it's true. There's a lot of looking. info out there for homeowners on house.
1: That's correct. And there's a lot, there's a lot of listings. I'm not saying your, your selected design professional needs to be listed on, on house. There are a vast majority are, yeah. In some, some shape or form.
0: They are, you know,
1: yep. Not necessarily full, full on profiles, but I mean, they, They'll, they'll post videos of projects now, as well as photos of past projects. That's a, that's a great way to vet Mm. potential designers. Now, I don't think that the project photos should be the end all be all of, of interviewing and hiring a design professional at all. Yes. If you, if you align with someone's style, great, by all means interview them, but don't, I wouldn't discount someone that doesn't have, you know, 10 projects that look exactly like what you're going for, because they just might be the right person. They haven't gotten to work on a project like yours yet. So, yeah. So we've we've got all these places to find design professionals, and now it's now it's it's time to to start to, to narrow it down. So first, you could go by design style. That's you know, obviously, it's a very architecture is a very visual um, medium, very visual profession. So that's if you click with someone's past project, that's certainly a great place to start. Believe it or not, online reviews make a difference. Those those number of stars next to your name, whether it's on Google or on House or on any other site. But similar to the photos, that's that shouldn't be the the be all end all of. God, I'm not even going to talk to that guy because he's only got three reviews. Well, maybe he's just so busy with projects that he hasn't had time to go out and ask for the reviews.
0: Yeah, um, well, that's very true because so, you have to ask your clients to give you a review, and then they actually have to do it. So. It's not 100% in the hands of whoever work you're looking at. But it's also interesting to me when there are negative reviews. I always love, for whatever it is, I always love to read the negative reviews first to see. Mm -hmm. They're often disgruntled people who are obviously just trying to torpedo somebody. So if they only have a certain number of stars, it could be because of something beyond their control that
1: doesn't. Absolutely. It it tends to be the squeaky wheel that, that makes the most noise. Right. So,
0: (laughs) right. And that's the way people can hurt other people now is by giving them bad reviews online. So that kind of stinks. Unfortunately, kind of stinks, but,
1: but I think a a real tell is, is what is their response? What's the design professionals response to that negative review? Mm -hmm. Do they have a constructive response to it? Hopefully, hopefully they do. Um, Knock on, knock on wood. I I haven't had one yet uh, online, but my plan is just to kind of go head on and, you know if an apology is needed, great. If not, you explain the situation as objectively as you can. And you know, if someone's got a couple, you know, low star reviews, I'd I dig into that. You know, don't be afraid to ask them why did this, you know, what happened here? Because you want to you want to you really want to understand whether it's going to be a good working relationship, not just he, you know, he or she designs cool things and 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 then you kind of get along, but you need to dig deep into the working working relationship and, and the process. So that's a good question to ask, even if they've got a couple of three-star reviews on there.
0: Yeah. I always ask for, I advise people to ask for contractors, but this could also work for architects or other designers, is how do they deal with conflict or problems when they come up? So that's right. always good to know.
1: Yeah. That's a whole, that's digging into the process after you've, if you've gone to meet them. It's not just the design process, but throughout, you're right there's a conflict of interest in design if you get to a point in permit documentation or even construction and there's a, there's something of an impasse yeah how how is that going to be handled it's all important important things to know before you send a deposit check in <laughs> so so let's see how to how to select so we've got we we've, we've got the more face value things the 3D things but honestly personality plays a lot into it for me that always starts with a phone call I always take a 20 or 30 minute phone call just to understand the scope of their project and their time frame and budgets. These are all things you should be prepared with. I kind of have a short list here of things, things to bring to the table. Certainly need to know what you want to do, but you more importantly, you want to, you want to bring to the table why you want to do it is, is your family growing? Is your family shrinking? Are you thinking about resale in the near future? Or is this your quote unquote forever home and resales? Not, not, not even a thought, you know, you're, your errors will will deal with it, but you just want to live in the right house. You you should definitely bring your budget, your expected budget to the table, or your even your max budget. Don't be afraid of of the numbers. I know it's it's often a I, I call it a touchy subject, but you know a lot of people they don't want to necessarily come right out and say, hey, we're willing to spend X amount of dollars because that's you know m- money is a, sometimes a sensitive subject, but in this case, you, you want to be upfront. Yeah, you don't want you don't want your architect. Designing I always use the example of the Taj Mahal when you're <laughs> when you're more just adding a sunroom on, on the side of the house. So
0: Right. But also also if they say they only have a certain budget and then the architect tries really hard to stick within that budget, but then it turns out they had more, they just didn't want it to be more expensive. I think people mistakenly think that if they tell what their real budget is, then they'll be overshooting even their maximum budget, which isn't the case or shouldn't be the case, True. right? It should be I have 400,000 to spend and I can't spend any more and that includes soft costs. So then mm-hmm. then your architect can help you with what you can realistically do for that amount of money rather than going the other way around and hoping for the best.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. No, it's important to be to be upfront with that. Hopefully they're asking you your your budget but don't be afraid to to volunteer it at some point in the initial discussion just so everyone's realistic going into it. Mm-hmm. And part part of that includes some sort of contingency on the construction side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's five, 10%, whatever it is. Um, and that's something that worked as whether it's a design build outfit or or you're bidding out to contractors, you know, you, you want to include some wiggle room in there. Things happen. <laughs> so
0: how, what percentage of the people do you think tell you their real budget? Oh, oh that's it. At first. That's a
1: great question. <laughs>
0: I mean, I I feel like the
1: real real budget I'm I'd probably say half, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't even you know. I maybe think, half. I maybe that's high. I don't know. It seems like suddenly people find 200,000 more dollars to do what they really want, quote unquote.
1: True. I guess I'm optimist. I'm always the optimist, but <laughs> I'd say probably half and then it's as you get into more detailed documents and you start to get the contractor or contractors involved, yeah, the numbers the numbers tend to move, but Yeah.
0: Anyway, just wondering, just wondering. Okay, continue on.
1: Right, Sure, sure. So um, schedule is the next thing that you should have at the ready. I always ask, is there a date that you want to start construction by, or is there a date that you need to have construction done for? Let's say, oh, we're already into September. Let's say someone completely unrealistic said, I'm, I'm going to have Christmas in this house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is completely unrealistic, Happen, by the way. <laughs> happened
0: to me the other day.
1: Okay, yep. so there you go. But, you know, be, be upfront about that and then have the discussion when, when there's pushback from the design professional or from the, eventually from the contractor, say, there's, there's just no way. I mean, it takes eight weeks to get a window these days, eight to 12. So, but, you know, be, be upfront about that and then have a realistic discussion on, on where you're going to sit. And from there, you'll, you know, you'll back in to the, uh, to the design process and when you need to really be submitting for permit. Or be submitting for for estimates and bids.
0: Yeah, it's a longer process than some people might uh, assume.
1: It really is. It is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Even just the and design process uh, from calling some from calling an architect for a pretty standard, let's just say, a standard addition to getting a permit. I mean, wouldn't you say four months is um, pretty quick? Would that be? That's quick. Including uh, the honestly, fitting. it's a
1: little. It's a little bit quicker in my in Greenville South Carolina here. It's a little bit quicker than that.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah, cuz
1: depending on the depending on the back and forth of of the design process, it can it can move quickly. I mean, we're only in 3-4 weeks for permit turnaround here. Mm. Um, places like Los Angeles and Seattle. Seattle, I've heard it's, you know, bank on 12 to 16 months to review your permit drawings. What? It's Six- insane. Did
0: you say 16 months?
1: I did. To review Some people the are taking over trials. a year to get a to get a residential permit the, in the city of Seattle. Ah, oh, that's. I would I would love to hear if somebody completely disagrees with that. That that's just that's what I've heard.
0: I have not heard that. It's yeah, different. it's not that long here. I think we have, no. I think we have like sixty day maximum that they're allowed to take around here. So.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that could be wrong, but. That's on the books. That's great.
0: Yeah. So, but I mean, like four months from when I get hired, or when mm-hmm. I'm being interviewed, to. Through bidding and everything to submitting a permit set, because sometimes it can take four to six weeks or longer now for for bids to come in. With all the subs really not mm-hmm. being all that able to turn things around that quickly, so
1: right, yeah, yeah. I I I'm seeing six weeks when you think of all the subcontractors mm. need to come in. You know, the other part that plays in the schedule is you're when you when you find the right architect, he or she may not, may not be able to start for three months.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: Especially if they're good, they're they're most likely backed up. And as for the last I don't know how many years, you know, everyone's been relatively busy except for the mm-hmm. little hiccup last year. But
0: which, um, which really only lasted maybe six weeks. And then it just just geared way back up again, like a whiplash. And then here we are still what I found too. dealing with it. So yeah. Right. I mean, I'm I'm telling people now three months out just to be on mm-hmm. the safe side because it's a lot of pressure to have all these people expecting. I don't want people to I want to manage people's expectations and be realistic and not, I want to be able to keep my word. Right. So, And from the
1: homeowner's perspective, when, when they start, you want them, to, you want them to be focused on your work, not, not juggling, you know, six different houses at the same time um, where things get often get missed. So, you know, be realistic about that. Even though you sign the contract and send the deposit, you know, they may not be, they may not may not be putting pen to paper for a month or, or two or three. Mm-hmm. So definitely something to be to be aware of. Um, and then the last uh, the last thing as far as what to bring would be would be those those images. Um, whether that's you know cut out of magazines, old school. That is old school, Jake.
0: Does people still do I, that? Cut it out of magazines. Uh,
1: some people have. Some people do. Just have a. Th- they have this picture. Some people still that's subscribe true. to. That's true. You know, I I, get, I still get dwell in my mailbox. So. I know,
0: but would you cut it up? See, I get if I get those magazines, I don't want to cut them up really. But you know what? That's I wouldn't. Not,
1: but I'm not. I'm not looking for an edition.
0: That's right. You know what? I would just be looking at it. So never mind. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I I've got them all neatly. And you can see some of them. <laughs> I've got them neatly stacked. Homeowners may not do that. Yeah. So they probably don't. I, I archive all that stuff. But, um, so whether it's it's torn out of a magazine or, um. Or it's an idea, it's called an idea book on house.com. It's called a board on pinterest.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're the other, the caveat to that is if once you hire them, if your design professional is on one of those websites, you can bring them into that idea book so that, so that they're aware of what's in your head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I have a pro tip for using those websites. And what I do with my clients is it's, So easy, especially on house, it's so easy to put hundreds of images into an idea book where you're, you're, you're overwhelming the architect or the designer. I I go through a top 10 list with my clients. I say, what are the top 10 images where, whether you're picking a piece out of it, or it's the overall feel in this photo, pick your top 10. It it goes into a separate little folder. You can keep all the rest, but giving someone 95 images, it's just, it, it, it's there's too many it, there's too many problems to solve there's too many things to try to address in, in a in a design solution go with your top 10 what are the top ten things in your renovation or in your, your new custom home that you that you have to have and that's a good mark my one of my favorite commercials I think it's Kohler have you seen this where they the couple brings in the faucet and slams it down and says design a house around this faucet well
0: wow that's good don't need
1: to get that specific with me but that's I I I find like that's perfect for me like you give me one picture and say this is kind of the feel we want that that's something for me to go on but
0: okay I'm trying to uh, see now I'm trying to imagine what kind of house would be would go with different color faucets that I'm familiar with (laughs) (laughs) so yeah what I like to what I like when people do is if they tell me what it is about the photo that they like because it could be the color of I mean when I'm just looking at their idea book it could be anything from the color of the wall to the crown molding to the little idea of having a bulletin board inside a cabinet or whatever but right. it's it's um easy to misinterpret so if they have a little note on there about what they like that's helpful
1: yes i know uh, i know you can do that on house i'm not sure about pinterest where you can add a note and you say exactly what you like within th- the within each photo i think
0: you can on pinterest but i always get confused because it's mm-hmm. also if you if you save somebody else's image then it comes along with their note
1: Oh, um, it's yeah, like it's very unclear. But
0: anyway, <laughs> yep, those are so. good places. Yeah, you should definitely bring that to a potential architect or designer.
1: Right, and now the last thing you could bring in 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 that vein, um, but can often be can can sometimes be a touchy subject is bringing a a design something you have already designed and say hey i this is what i want or i think this is what we want it can be helpful to kind of lead the architect a little bit designer a little bit but saying just draw this up which is a quote that where a lot of us bristle <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. that, that's not that's not why you hired them you hired them for their expertise and their and their experience um and their eye on on your house so that's those true. those are helpful for me i i don't take them completely at face value i'll, I'll use them as a starting point mm-hmm. sometimes i won't sometimes i say well it can't work because of abc how about this um and it's a you know it's an objective discussion but just i don't know what the word i want to use it's not it's not sensitive it's it, it's great to bring your ideas to the table you know it should be collaborative but um but don't let Don't let those those sketches, those weekend sketches, be the (laughs) be the only part of the design. You know, allow some creative freedom with with the person that you're hiring. I mean, you're hiring them as a professional for a reason. So
0: exactly, yeah, yep. So yeah, I mean, it's not. There are different levels of people bringing their designs, right? Like you say, Mm -hmm. if they say just draw it up, that you probably shouldn't be hiring an architect because you could just. Draft it up yourself, yeah. maybe if that's what exactly what you want. And, and obviously, there are people who have all this experience. And maybe this is your first time doing this type of project. Maybe it's their 50th time doing that kind of project. So there's value mm-hmm. in that experience. But anyway, okay. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So you've got all this at the table and t- typically I, I have started with, with a phone call, as I mentioned before, just to get to know the person, their their tone of voice. Um have hearing hearing the way that they speak about different elements of the project and their excitement level i'm either excited about the project or um it allows them to to really the great thing about talking directly to a design professional is they may not be you may not need an architect as as you just said catherine they may just need a structural they may just need maybe an interior designer can handle um enough of the work maybe it's well you should you should go to a design build outfit because of, say, such a small scope. Why don't you wrap it up? It's just, it's smaller than, than I would typically take on. So here's a contractor with in house design. You never know. Um, so starting on the phone or even starting on a Zoom call is is completely. I'd say it's the norm. At least it's the norm in my business. Yeah. Versus a versus a face to face, at least these days. Um, but when it moves to face to face, you're you're either meeting at at their office or i like to meet at the house or at the property itself um, to start to get a feel sort to get a feel for for the spaces or the potential spaces um so not not every meeting needs to be in an office setting or on a phone on a phone call you know actually being in the house walking them through how you live in your house and what works and what doesn't work more importantly is is super valuable
0: do you charge for that visit jake are we still talking free at this point?
1: It 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 depends. Right. It, it depends if it is a if it's a referral from a friend or family member. If it's a referral of not through um, my interior designer that I like to work with or a contractor I work with, I often don't charge because the working relationship is there and it's it's usually leading to 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 a project for me. If it's if it's a new build and we're we're going out tromping around in a field or in the woods and we're starting to really talk the nitty gritty of sighting the house and on view opportunities and all that stuff. And then yes, I'll charge for, you know, an hour or, or hour or two of time. And I think that's, that's important. Um, A lot of people, come to it as well I should get a free estimate or even worse, I should get free design ideas before
0: (laughs) I had somebody ask me for that last year before I decide to hire you. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm having everybody give me their design ideas and I'll decide who to choose. Like, no, you should probably go with those other people if they're willing to give you that design for free. Because
1: right. I mean that's that's like
0: not the way it goes.
1: No. You you don't go to the doctor and get a treatment and say if if I'm all in six months, if I'm still good, then I'll pay you. No. No. (laughs) No.
0: No. Uh yeah, I I that's an important point that it's not a design competition. Right. That you right. don't collect the designs and the schematic design is actually part of the work. Like that's mm-hmm. the work. So
1: Right. And especially in the case of a, of a custom build, if you are if you're investing five, six, eight hundred a million dollars into a house and you're you know you're scoffing at a two hundred fifty dollar um, consultation, yeah are your where are your priorities here? right um, I, I understand that that they add up at the end of the day, but we're you know when we're talking about an hour or two of time, time is the most important thing any of us have. So to be able to quote unquote pick the brains of let's say you're interviewing three different architects and yeah, it's 250 or 500 dollars a pop. well, you know you're, you're gaining a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge that can that can either you know confirm the things you're thinking about building this house or maybe turn you in uh, in the right direction when a certain architect sees problems with grading or drainage or how you how you uh, you're setting up your views and anything like that. So it's it's often worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean if you want to get that if you want to pay let's say $500 for three architects to come out, you will have information that you can use with whichever one you end up choosing cuz not all three of them are going to say the mm-hmm. same exact thing and People have different viewpoints, but it does get awkward when I go to someone's house and they're expecting me to tell them what to do. And then I feel like, well, sometimes I just tell them what to, I think they should do because I just want to get it over with. And, you know, but it just gets awkward because um, am I here to listen about what your issues are or am I here to give you the solution? Because that's my business is giving you the solution, you know, so then it gets kind of awkward.
1: Right, right. Um, and along those lines, it's it varies obviously from person to person. I need me personally. I need time to digest and think through a solution. I'm not an on the spot. Oh yeah, let's move this. Let's do this. I'm like you see on like a house flipper show on HGTV <laughs> right. where it's perfectly edited. It doesn't work that way. We're not not everyone. And I'm speaking for myself here. We'll just come in and just start spitting out design ideas because that's that's not the way my brain works. You know, I need. To iterate, it's an iterative process. I think for pretty much ninety nine percent of design professionals, it's a very iterative process. So, I need I need to absorb and, and talk to the homeowner and absorb what I'm seeing, yeah, and understand the constraints, and then take that back here, the office, and, and mull it through. So, do, don't expect you know in that first meeting, don't expect to have the design sorted out. It's gonna take it's gonna take some time.
0: Yes, right. That's the whole point. Yes, it does take that's time. Yes, that's the whole <laughs> job. I mean, the design part is is a lot of the job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you know if, and, and and you'll tell me if we want to go into any real nitty gritty details, but um, typically after that, after that initial meeting, whether it's on site and, and you've you started to get a feel for the person and they understand the scope of work now, um, there'll be there'll be a written proposal or even a written contract depending on how they how that design professional operates um you need to have you need to get everything in writing that's that's you know as as business owner i need to protect myself but also you as the homeowner you need to you need to know what you're getting for the fee you want it all spelled out in writing so that so nothing is 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 left as a mystery and you know you don't say well i i thought i was getting more than this well it's important to have everything spelled out. And if there's a question on, on that, if the proposal is vague, which hopefully it wouldn't be, but if it's vague, you know, you need to speak up and say, "What am I really getting here for this fee?" And that, that's okay to ask that question. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's all listed out and spelled out. What's included and what's not included, um, especially as you get into the the detailed documents. You know, architects won't won't necessarily include surveyor fees and structural engineering fees and all these other um, consultants or subcontractors that, that often come into play Yeah, needs to be spelled out what you're what you're getting exactly and who needs to be on your team who mm-hmm. needs to be at the table
0: yep and how many drawings what types of drawings um, mm-hmm. how many site visits if it's hourly or if it's what's included as extra for hourly sometimes people do it that way
1: Right. I think going, yeah, going into design fees could almost be a whole other podcast. Yeah, it definitely
0: (laughs) could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. There are a variety of ways for that to happen. The fees that is. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Um, And then off you go. But I mean, I I really think that's a good overview of, of how to find, how to find these, these mysterious design professionals out there. And then Hmm. the things that you should be bringing to the table, the things that they should, they should be bringing to you as, as introducing you to their process um, but I think I certainly think that's that's a good primer, and that'll get you started in in, in the right direction.
0: So maybe we should have started with this, Jake. But uh, what? Mm-hmm. How do you know if you need an architect to begin with, or oh. a designer? That could be that is that could be too big of a question. But
1: um. <laughs> well, I, you know, do you do you need do you necessarily need an, an architect? Well, that's where I think you know. Getting on the phone with with three or four different architects, and i I know that's I know that's a time um, investment. But you know, ask the question: Do we at what level do we need to hire? Can I just bring in a contractor? Do we need full design drawings? Do I need a permit? These are all big picture questions. I think going to an architect first is a great place to start because they'll understand the best whether you know at what level of of professional services do you do you really need and. And whether you need it or not, would you be best served by bringing on a design professional because of constraints, A, B, C, X, Y, Z? Um, That's hard to answer in a a single sentence. No, it is.
0: It is. I mean, that is a bigger question, but maybe one you could ask mm -hmm. the architect. You know, because I one might think that if you ask an architect, do I need to hire an architect? They'll always say yes because they want the work, but that's not the case. Or at least I don't haven't found personally like that's the case so if someone asks me do i need an architect and then they tell me what their issue is and i'll say i think you'd be fine just hiring this company who could help you a little bit with this thing that you need and you don't really need a full foot, you know because the answer depends on a lot on how much time someone has to spend what the complexity is of their project and if they want any design help i mean i feel like if people don't like you said earlier don't really want to use the expertise of the architect there's no maybe they shouldn't be paying for an architect mm-hmm. so anyway
1: yeah the the example that, that comes to mind was you know a few weeks ago is it, it was a kitchen remodel but going through the the conversation of of what this homeowner was looking for um you know it was really it was very much cosmetic it was not nothing structural involved about it to where i i didn't think you needed to bring in an architect by any means you know um a, a kitchen and bath specialty contractor would have done done just fine right um and that was the recommendation yeah that, that i made in the end
0: oh, so that's a good example yeah so i think it's fair yeah. to ask the person mm-hmm. that you're looking to hire do i need to hire you so okay well i mean i guess we could do some follow-ups in the future about you know about how we charge or any of that how our fees are set what to expect but those are right,
1: a- I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So that, I, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a, could be a separate episode there.
0: Yep, <laughs> I could. Well, thank you. Thank you for, You're uh, welcome. thank you for, um, you know, explaining that. I think that'll be helpful to people because honestly, I don't know, I don't know where people get that information. I guess kind of from their friends or your YouTube channel.
1: Right. Or they're asking, they're asking their realtor a lot of times. True. Um, I'm. I do get I do get recommendations every now and then. Lots of pools recently coming through the summer, through the end of the summer here. But I mean like- P- Planning it, for pools for next year.
0: <laughs> I know, pools. Now's the time to plan for your pool for next summer. That is a good PSA. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Yeah, no, I just mean that people don't really know how to go about the whole process. You know? So the weirdest, uh, I, I'm just going to share a little story about the weirdest interview I had as they had cleared out the- um the house was cleared out. It was empty. And so they put a chair right underneath the dining room pendant. That was my chair. And then they turned on the light, and then there were two seats like, facing me. So it was just like three chairs, two of them facing me. And it was so uncomfortable for me. I just felt like I was in – I was really being interrogated.
1: Interrogation room. And they had 20 questions Yikes. they
0: wanted to ask me. It was like, oh, well – I didn't end up taking that job. Uh-huh. <laughs> the vibe, the vibe was too weird for me. So yeah, so don't do that. Like try to make it a comfortable thing. You don't have to be there. Make a conversation. Hopefully, yeah, yes. yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah, you, re- you really want it to be a conversation because it's gonna be it's gonna be a long term working relationship. It's not just it's not just you know two weeks of design work and here are the drawings. Here you go. This this person's especially. In, in the residential setting, this person is going to be integral to how you live in your home right. for the for however many years you, you're planning to stay. So,
0: yes, and we'll probably even learn about your bathing habits and all sorts of other things that you don't normally talk about around all kinds the of town. Things. Yeah, so that's true. Yep. Anyway, yeah, so I think I think probably what people are, should be looking for is a uh, professional credentials and experience, but then also just their personality and how they interact and how you feel about them.
1: Right, yeah. Going with your gut is it's always the best measure.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. hmm Well, so, Jake, if someone wanted to, I don't know, spend more time with you and your videos, where would they find them?
1: JWK Design on YouTube. A little bit on Instagram, but but YouTube's where I've got most of my, my information there. Great. Um, or jwkdesign.com.
0: Good. Well, um, thanks again. I appreciate all your time.
1: You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Jake, for coming back on. I hope we'll have you back again to talk about the the next steps in the process. Thank you for listening to the show. And if you like it, please tell three of your friends about this podcast. And if you have time to leave a review or rating, that would be really helpful. And I have linked to that in the show notes. If you have an idea for an episode or you need to get in touch with me for any reason, send me an email at housemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And of course, go to my website, talkinghomerenovations.com for episode enhancements, transcripts, information about being a guest, or just catch up on past episodes. I also have a way for you to leave me a voicemail about weird things you have found during your renovation. And yeah, I am not giving up on that one. So if you have something, a little story to tell, there'll be less than 90 seconds and maybe we can follow up with it. Go there and leave me a message. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Well, not so much Twitter, but also on Clubhouse. Again, I'll have links to all these in the show notes. On Clubhouse, as I said earlier um, at the beginning, I've got a Talking Home Renovations Club and I have a regular room every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern where we can just chat about whatever the topic of the week might be usually based on an episode that uh, I've had of this podcast. So if you really can't get enough of, uh, you know, the regular contact, you can join my mailing list for a weekly dose of episode enhancements that come out Wednesday morning. They go straight to your inbox. There's a link in the show notes as to how you can sign up for that. If you're in Massachusetts and you need another set of eyes on your design or you just need some advice, architectural advice, I've got an Ask an Architect Design Helpline. Again the link is in the show notes. This podcast is now a member of Gable Media, which is the most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet. So, check out the podcasts and video channels that are part of that network at gablemedia.com. That's g a b l m e d i a.com. And as always, this episode is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe that architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.